You're listening to the My NFT Journey podcast. Each week our host Andy Storch will share his journey and newly found passion for non-fungible tokens. Welcome to My NFT Journey. I'm your host, Andy Storch, and this is a show where I share my NFT journey as well as the journeys of others to help you along your NFT journey. And of course, teaching lessons along the way. And many of the episodes I've done in the past have been solo episodes where I've been speaking more about my own journey and lessons I've learned and things that I want to share with you to help you along your journey. I've also had a few great guests along the way that I've met through the NFT world or friends who have also gotten into NFTs. And I've been hinting for a long time that I was going to get my wife, Courtney, on this podcast (laughs) as well to share some of her journey. And we are lucky to have her here today. Courtney is a documentary producer. She's a writer. She's also a certified hypnotherapist and coach and someone I greatly admire. And I'm grateful that she's been on this journey with me on the NFT journey, I guess I could say. And I think while we are agree on some things, we may not agree on everything and we do tend to butt heads sometimes on these things. So welcome welcome (laughs) to the show. Oh, thank you. You know, glad to be here. I happen to be in the neighborhood. So I figured I'd pop pop on in and say say hello. I've been trying to get you in here. I know. Off the mic for quite some time and hinting at it. It's right here. (laughs) That's true. He corners me in the kitchen. You know, sometimes we're we're in there in the same time. He's like, why don't we record a podcast? Let's not talk about this. Yeah, family show. It's a family family show. show. (laughs) So NFTs, I remember when I started getting in, to learning about NFTs almost a year ago via Gary Vee and his podcast. Do you remember when you first started hearing about NFTs? Was it from me? Was it from some other source? And like, what was that? What did that look like? Yeah, well, I think we have a disagreement here because you think that you introduced me to NFTs through Gary Vee. I remember, well, first of all, I remember reading about NFTs in the news, like probably within the months before that. Mm-hmm. And I remember you and I reading these articles in the news about NFTs and people buying digital houses and mm-hmm. horses and digital art for like hundreds of thousands of dollars and us both being like, what, what is this? Why would anyone do this? Is this mm-hmm. like a Tamagotchi or something? Or like, <laughs> like what, what are people doing here? And so that was my introduction to it. So I feel like both our introduction to it was like, this is some crazy rich people stuff right. <laughs> that, that we need to stay away from. Yeah. And then... I I believe it was actually through getting more involved in crypto, right? I think crypto is kind of the gateway drug, so to speak, to NFTs. We started investing in crypto, seeing some gains there, getting really excited. And then it was like, oh, well, you know, you start reading about crypto, you start learning about NFTs. And that's also coincidentally around the time that Gary, well, probably not coincidentally, was leading that way, was getting ready to launch VFriends. That's right. So I, I remember that. You know, maybe we, we heard about it in different places, but for me, most of my education came through Gary and his podcast. And then it was all leading up to him launching his VFriends project, which he put out in uh, May of 2021. And I remember getting really excited about it, but I've been a fan of Gary's for a few years following a lot of his content. And I really wanted to invest. And of course, we make these big investment decisions together. So I remember coming to you and saying like, hey, this guy Gary I follow is putting out this big NFT project. I think we need to invest. So what, what was your reaction? Oh, my God. Yeah, just another just another day around here. So, you know, another another day at the ballpark. Yeah, I think at that point I'd already kind of been like, you know, somewhat did our toes in the water. This was not our first project. We invested with our friend Bennett mm-hmm. in Zed Run. Mm-hmm. So we had a stable of horses. I got educated through that process. 
So I was a little bit more open to it. At the same time, I do know that my husband has a tendency to like fanboy out. <laughs> so when, when he, what? I know, shocking. So when he starts coming to me, you know, when he started coming to me about V friends, I, I was of two minds like, oh, this could be exciting. Like maybe finally we could be in on like, you know, the ground floor of something. And then honestly, part of me was like, he's being uh, brainwashed by a, you know, social media cult leader mm-hmm. <laughs> right. get, who wants thousands of dollars of our yeah. of our money that we won't realize it's money because we're paying an ETH and it's very easy to spend a lot of money mm-hmm. um, when you're not thinking in dollars. So, But we started doing research. I mean, mm-hmm. I was listening and following all of this content and sending a lot to you. So you were listening yes. to interviews and you came around on this. I did. I did come around and it's there was so much happening in that time. I can't like pinpoint what it was. I... I like I liked him. I liked the man. Like it took me a while. I will be honest. There was like a learning curve of Airy V style. But at that point I was starting to see the value, I guess, in NFTs as a whole. I felt like NFTs for me were one of those things where they were so murky and ununderstandable until one day they were very understandable and it made perfect sense. And there wasn't a lot of in-between. So once I got there. And you and I were listening to whatever little podcast we could find yeah. uh, about them and reading articles and talking to people, then doing a little research on Gary Vee since I wasn't a fan and seeing like, okay, this is an established, you know, person, brand, you know, it's not my daughter drawing doodles, although she does amazing, uh, you know, nice artwork. Mm-hmm. So I, I started to warm, warm up to the idea and figured, you know what, this is probably as good as anything, honestly, that's going to come around. Um, what was it that clicked you said, because what you said is I agree with you look at these things, NFTs, and you're like, I don't understand this. I don't understand this. And then one day it clicks. And, and for me, it took a while. I think for you, it took a little while. I've talked to people that like it clicked for them right away. Mm-hmm. But one day it clicked. And then so what do you see as the value of NFTs? Why <laughs> people just getting into yeah, it? That is the million dollar question. To me, honestly, NFTs are like a Rorschach test. Like mm-hmm. everybody looks at the ink blot and sees something different. And to be honest, I think we're still at the phase where any one of us could be right. I think for me... What helped me kind of understand the value of an NFT was not like the technical this or that or, you know, the blockchain or smart contracts, although I do now understand the value of all those things. It was essentially equating and the NFT world to like the art world and those investments, right? Like why is some art worth so much money and why does it continue to grow in value? Well, it's because the market says it's worth something. And then I know, Andy, you and I had many of these conversations about naval gaming conversations about why is anything worth what it's worth? And it's because people say it's worth that and there's demand for it and appreciation for it uh, and a market springs out around it. And so I started to see NFTs uh, in a very similar light, right? And I think VFriends was just a great, it was a great project to test that theory and thesis because when it came out, there was, of course, talk of like growing all this utility. And now we talk about utility nonstop and what's utility and where's utility and mm-hmm. this. But at that point, like, you know, it could have been a pie in the face for all I knew. But it was very interesting to see very quickly after we bought this, the value started to grow based on the idea of its value growing. Mm-hmm. Like there really wasn't at the time. I mean, we all it was scarcity. There's only yeah. so many. Right. There's and I kept trying to do the math on this. There's only 10,000. There's only 10,000 V friends. And Gary V has like 5 million plus followers. So, and some of them obviously are very casual, but he's got a lot of big fans that would like to own something like this. They just didn't understand it at the time. 
And now more people have gotten mm-hmm. on board. So I, I was kind of banking on, okay, he, these are going to become more valuable as he becomes more popular. And I think that's what we're seeing as one of the big valuable totally. components of NFTs. Yeah. T- I mean, it, it totally is. And I know the scarcity is a huge thing. At the time, you know, it was a little bit of a question of like, well, it, there's scarcity, but why? You know, like, mm-hmm. what do people need this for? Like, what do I need a grateful gar or optimistic otter? Like in my house for, mm-hmm. you know, I think that is a little bit of a mind shift, like a mindset shift in terms of thinking about like, well, you know, why do you need anything? Why do you mm-hmm. need the Lexus instead of the Toyota? Mm-hmm. Why do you want this art on your wall? Sometimes it just is. And as we're seeing with Gary Vee, like, I think I was willing to take the leap here more than with other projects based on the fact that he had a proven, and I feel like this is becoming like a little bit of a Gary V. Homerism mm-hmm. <laughs> episode. And <laughs> it made me comfortable enough to this put out this right. type of money, right? Yeah. Because there was some track record there. Of course, since then, we have invested in a project with no track record. Right. We don't know what's less. going on. Yeah. And sometimes it's worked and sometimes it hasn't. Right. Absolutely. Like they're, they, But the track record of the, the creator, the operator, certainly has, makes a big deal. The one thing I want to ask, too, about the Gary V, the V Friends project is the biggest investment we made was in the gift goat. Oh, God, the gift goat. Which was five <laughs> ETH floor. Yes. At the time, there were 555 of them. At the time, ETH was $4,000. So it was about $20,000 mm. that we were investing in this one gift goat. <laughs> and it seemed crazy, but we both kind of came around and talked. I to hope our parents aren't listening. Yeah, well, they know. <laughs> they, they think know. Okay, yeah. I would listen to so many podcast interviews with him and he would mention the gift goat. I'd send them to you. And it was something that I was really intrigued by. But I honestly, I don't think I would have done it unless you actually put us over the edge and said, yeah, let's do it. I think this is going to be a good experience. And so far, it's it's been, it, mm-hmm. it sort of paid off. But what brought you around on that? It was me that said, let's do that. So. <laughs> okay, sure. Fine. You that, like, yeah. made the final decision. Yeah. Let's do it. Well, and of course, with anything, there was a lot of back and forth because it's one of those things, like if something is so new, you don't know where the value is going, is going to be. Honestly, looking back, I think it was just one of those things where I honestly just might've been intuition and just like mm-hmm. a gut instinct and I think one of our V friends is what? What intuitive, do we have? You have the intuitive iguana. I do have the intuitive iguana. So I guess yeah. I just I put those skills to the test. I think also I figured at that point it was a little bit of hedging our bets, to be quite honest, not knowing if the value was just going to be in you know the NFT itself or if the value was going to be in you in the utility and what it can offer. And I think V friends was a very interesting test of that because. Some of the, uh, you know, of the NFTs were, and it just NF straight NFTs, just art, of course, and a ticket to the, to the conference and some offered stuff or experiences. So to me, it was a little bit of let's hedge our bets. I also figured that knowing honestly, the hype and the expectation that he was putting out there, mm-hmm. it was going to be worth it. I, I just had a feeling like he was going to have to <laughs> put his money where his mouth is and why not? Yeah. So that was May, 2021. We mm-hmm. bought that. The promise was at least six physical gifts per year for the next three years. So 18 gifts over three years. He later decided that he was going to include an NFT with those gifts as well. You and I are recording this now in early to mid-March of 2022. So it has been about nine months and we've only received two gifts. Which <laughs> he got behind on some things. We know yep. that he's going to make good on it. We're going to have more gifts in the future. What do you? The first two gifts, the first one was a... A signed print from him and Danny Cole with an NFT that went with it. The second gift was a jacket in a V Friends jacket with an accompanying NFT. 
of the goat at the top of the mountain. What do you think, honestly, about the gift so far? Yeah, and then you know how I think, and I don't mm-hmm. think you're that far off from my thinking. I mean, honestly, the gift so far, yeah, they're good. <laughs> I mean, the but to be quite honest, I'm not so sentimental about them, or like I, mm-hmm. they, I, you know, I need to hold on to this or. So what I do is I just honestly, like if I can go on eBay and find someone selling and it's selling for money, then I'm happy with it. And so far, that's been the case where, you know, I saw people selling the prints. They were selling for thousands of dollars. Okay, this is a good gift. Like, I don't really have anything to gauge it on. I really do like the shift, though, to offering the NFT. And to me, and I could be totally off here, I kind of think that that was a decision to basically able to say at the end of this project of however many gifts he's supposed to be giving that even if the gift goat, the cost of the gift goat, you know, it lost all its value, which I doubt it would. All these NFTs that you're getting with every gift, it is going to more than make up for that. And I really think that's kind of what's going on in his head. So for me now, it's the NFTs that are the gift and whatever comes, like I'm excited to see what comes next. Like maybe it's an actual goat. I don't know. Yeah, we haven't got a gift three yet. Series two is coming. We're going to get another little gift goat NFT Um, uh, with series two. Personally, I just like to hear like the chatter of all the expectation and the like theories of what's going on to that that's the most interesting part yeah last question the nft world at large is lots of uncertainty especially Mm -hmm. as you and i record this right now things have been down lately in terms of values and there's tons of stuff going on there's lots of scams out there and fraud there's also a lot of big entrepreneurs and celebrities who are jumping into the space what gets you most excited about nfts like why do you think people really need to be paying attention to this in the future on and sort of a macro level? Well, I think part of the reason people need to be paying attention to this on the macro level, and this is kind of funny because I really said what drew me in was not the technology around it or what it offered, but actually the technology backing what an NFT is, is probably the most exciting and useful part of NFTs. And that really will, when we talk about changing the world, which is such a cliche, you know, tech bro thing to say, but that is going to change the world. Just the idea of smart contracts and proof of ownership and what you're able to do with them, not just from an investment standpoint, but like really from like just running your business standpoint and, w- and what you can offer is going to be huge. So from that standpoint, even if you don't think like they make a great investment or you want to spend your time looking at cartoon apes, I really think there's something everyone needs to pay attention to. From just like a human psychology perspective, I find the the whole thing fascinating because really like we're at the start of something, we don't know where it's going to go, right? And I feel like sometimes every day is like a year in terms of what can happen. So honestly, that just interests me. Of course, with money on the line, (laughs) sometimes it can be a a little bit stressful. But overall, I think NFTs are going to be not going anywhere. But at the same time, I also agree. And I think that's like a what Gary Vee says. And I think we agree as well. You know, who knows, five years from now, the landscape could look very different. Mm-hmm. And I think there's going to be winners and losers. And I'm honestly, we'll probably be on both sides. Mm-hmm. I just I just know that's the case. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. And we will continue to be learning and sharing lessons along the way. So thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode. We're going to talk a little bit more about how do we make decisions in the mm. NFT space, especially as a married couple. That's the good stuff. There you go. And remember, <laughs> you can always connect with me and find me on Twitter, Andy Storch, A-N-D-Y-S-T-O-R-C-H. My website, where I'm going to be sharing more NFT stuff in the future, is andystorch.com slash NFT. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.